But why are the lights on your tree not on? Do you want them on? Yeah. Alright. Get them on. <laughs> tree lights should be on whenever there are people in the room. Oh mate, that's not the setting though. Yeah. That is not the setting. Mate, I need some slow glow up in here. Oh, I don't even know how to change the setting. This is mate, sh- there'll be a button. There you go. Nah. No. You want like the fade in, fade out? Yeah. Oh, oh, this is it. Yeah. That one? Look at that slow fade, man. Ooh. But the problem, we'll need to check because there's one of them that does all of them, so it fades back in nicer than it was. <laughs> the old combination. I think this setting. is just the fade in, fade out. Mate, fade in, fade out is the same. Hello everyone, welcome back to The Record Swap. It's season three, it's episode eight. We are trundling through this season. We're feeling festive now. We are feeling festive. December has begun. Uh, we're sitting next to this beautiful Christmas tree that Daniel didn't put up himself. Nope. The fading in and out of the lights, which is the setting that, that you requested, is yep. now at different intervals. So you get a big, long, old fade in, fade out, and then you get quicker fade in, fade out. Yeah, that's, I'm all about that. Yeah? Yeah. I just I noticed that just as we were if it was too, getting the room tone. Yeah. If it was too samey then it wouldn't be interesting mm. but it's still interesting because it kind of chops and changes you know yeah, it yeah. is the best setting you can keep all your flashing chases all that stuff chases yeah you know when it like chases the lights like up the oh thing. Yeah, yeah i'm not a fan of that at all no, just like a nice slow glow or equivalent slow fade i'm all about that yeah fair i've got a christmas jumper on everything oh you do yeah Mate. star wars one Oh, I've got a Star Wars one. What does, does that one say? Does it say, this is my jolly face, and it's a picture of... It's a it's Darth Vader. No, it doesn't say that. Yeah. It actually doesn't have any writing on it at all. It just has a Stormtrooper helmet with a Santa hat on it. Oh. Yeah. I actually have a t-shirt that I... Is somewhere that I think a Stormtrooper is, like, singing carols or something. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Rich has one team. that's a, a t-shirt that has Jon Snow's face on it, again, wearing Santa hat. And just says, let it snow underneath, which I quite like. I do quite like that. Yeah. I also have a Heart Midlothian Christmas jumper. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It, does it have anything like slogans on it? or? No, it's got a big reindeer with a heart's badge for like a nose or something. <laughs> and it's maroon. Of course it's maroon. And it says, fuck the hips. <laughs> <laughs> that was your own edition. Um, anyway, we're film festive this week. We've been listening to our uh, festive tunes. Well, Daniel has. <laughs> um, I'd just like to, before we continue, draw your attention to my favourite part of uh, Daniel's decorative efforts this year, mm-hmm. of which what he had no part in. Uh, which, of course, the jingle cushion. I'm gonna. There's a cushion oh. that when I sat down on the sofa today, jingled because mm. it has jingle bells on it. I'm gonna pick it up now, and you can hear just how nice. Look at this. Oh, in case you've never heard jingle bells. How nice before, is that? But I mean, thought, imagine what's he talking about? What's <laughs> that sound? <laughs> when you sit down, getting a wee bit of just a wee bit of jingle. That's nice. It's a nice touch. Mm. It's not very good for a cord mouse, so I take it off the sofa. Um, just place it quietly down on the floor. Yeah, and try not to kick it as we go on. But yeah, just I wanted to bring that up. I think it's really nice. Well, it says jingle all the way on it as well, and it's kind of red velvet. It's lovely. Like the Arnold Schwarzenegger film. 
yet never seen of it. Put that cookie down! Oh, no! <laughs> to be fair, I have, I have heard that quote, to be fair. <sighs> Not actually seen the film, though. Is it worth watching? Mate, it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, so the answer to that is yes. Really? Arnold Schwarzenegger was also in the most recent Terminator film. Yeah, he was. But Arnold Schwarzenegger had a... He had a glory period, mate. And it was a mixed bag as well. Because mm-hmm. you got, like, first two Terminators in there, but he's, like, he was in uh, Junior, Kindergarten Cop, Twins. I've not seen any of these films. Oh, dude, Kindergarten Cop's a classic. I think I've only seen the first Terminator as well. Have you not seen Terminator 2? M- maybe. I've only seen one, and it was one or the other. Right. Two is better than one. Two is one of the best se- film sequels of all time. Wow. Wow, both claim. Like, Dark Knight and Terminator 2. Can't <laughs> that's, where the, that's where the line ends. Yeah. Maybe Godfather Part 2. Anyway. Anyway, music. what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, it's Christmas week here on The Record Swap. We have been listening to... Uh, we've been listening to Smith and Barrows. Dumb and uh, Dumber 2. And <laughs> thank you. And we've been listening to Julie Christmas and her collaboration with Cult of Luna. Yes. Uh, which is not a Christmas album, as I discovered. <laughs> uh, but more on that later. We're going to start with Smith and Burrows. Yeah. Let's start with Smith and Burrows. Which is a Christmas album. It is a Christmas a album. A proper Christmas album. Well, yeah. It has Christmas songs it. It has Christmas songs on it. It doesn't scream festivities to you. No, but that's why, I, that's why I thought it was a more appropriate Christmas album for it to give you. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I give you Michael Bublé or mm. Robbie Williams has just bought out a Christmas album. It's dreadful. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> Sorry, Robbie. Uh, but it's not good. <gasps> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, it's... I, I, c- I can't believe it's bad. He's, believe... he's competing with Michael Bublé or attempting to and it's never going to happen, Robbie. Let it go, man. Anyway. Robbie Williams is one of my least favourite human beings on this earth. Wow. Bold. Yeah. I would actually include fictional characters as well. <laughs> uh, kind of their uh, Voldemort. And, uh... <laughs> he is just the worst man. I just have to see his face and whatever ridiculous haircut he's sporting at that time <laughs> to get so angry. And the fact that he's released a Christmas album is just the most desperate horrible thing I've ever heard he's got a couple of decent tunes Angels mate oh no (laughs) Angels is the worst anyway um, Smith and Burrows with their album what's it called I don't even know the title down Funny Looking Angels Funny Looking Angels this is a yeah it's a Christmas album that features some covers and it features I think there's four covers Mm. Six original songs, but two of them are kind of interlude things. So it's kind of four original, yeah, fully fleshed It's a mixed bag of an album. Um, the, so Smith is your boy from The Editors. Mm-hmm. Now, is he the one with the sort of baritone voice? Gravelly. Yes. yes. Uh, and then so Burroughs is your ex-Razorlight man with the... The more tenor kind of floating yes. vocals. Yes. yes. So quite like Smith's delivery mm-hmm. I think he's got quite a nice sort of that yeah like that kind of deeper muskier delivery um, reminds me of like your boy from the national oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. quite a lot Matt of yeah yeah um, but I think because they kind of take turns about on here yeah a little bit 
it's almost like one of them writes a song and another one writes a song I kind of prefer the Burroughs material I think okay even though I kind of prefer Smith's voice um, I don't know if they I don't know how I think it's like collaborative like. writing process right okay but they just sing different bits so I think Burroughs kind of takes the lead on the or I think the better tracks are the ones that he sort of takes the lead on uh-huh. I think um, As the Snowflakes Fall it's a pretty decent song um, it's one of the one of the original ones as well Wonderful Life is alright but it is uh, it is a cover mm-hmm. I expected I went back and listened to, I'd heard Wonderful Life before I went back and listened to Wonderful Life by, by Black went back and listened to the original fully expecting to be like because I'd listened to this and went oh yeah it's decent I bet it's not as good as the original though how often is it as good as the original it's so much better than the original the yeah. original is fucking awful I don't think I've ever listened to the original oh it's so bad it's got this like horrible like holiday resort reggae type like like weird rhythm under it that doesn't under the seeds yeah it sounds like that is what it sounds like um, and it just totally doesn't go with the song at all. I, oh, horrible piece of music. Um, but I actually think the cover on here is all right. Is that vocal line for the chorus is kind of quite catchy. I mentioned at the start this doesn't scream Christmas and festivities. It's not no. like you know rocking around the Christmas tree. No, it's not. Um, it's musically this is like a sort of melancholic indie yeah. folk album I mean it opens with In the Bleak Midwinter yes. which is like bleak. the most bleak and indie of all Christmas carols and it doesn't really pick up from there on no you know, this this is a yeah quite bleak there's a couple more rousing moments on it like the St. New Jersey yeah which is like got, you know, it's rousing got some... is strong but yeah. <laughs> it's, got, it's got some like bells on it and stuff and it has block. got some bells <laughs> If we were to compare this to an album that we'd already discussed mm. on the record swap, it, I would have to put this side by side with the King Creosote album. Okay. It's got a better, This could have worked for like Chill Out Week. Yeah, um, I'll give you that. Yeah. It's, it is quite chilled out and it is... It, there is there's a slight festivity to it, but only really when you listen to the lyrics. Yeah. Other than that, it is it is quite a sort of dreary album um, I'm going to just get into this mate this it's crap like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so dull and like uninspiring and grey and dreary and the, even the album cover they just look bored and someone's just like sellotaped some wings to the back of these two gentlemen <laughs> on the cover and I looked at it and just went oh my god it's not great, the description last week didn't set my expectations very high so that it still has ended up being not very good is, is quite something because well, I don't know the first time I listened to it I was like I don't I didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. and I went oh well that's not at all what I expected because I did think it was going to be your man Smith and Burroughs here coming together and being like it's Christmas time and, mm. and it's all being sort of jolly and, and like a Christmas album and so for the, the first listen I was like oh that was so not what I was expecting, and I even thought, do you know what? Maybe I could, I could like this, uh, and but it, it didn't pan out that way, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> the lyrically, it's all kind of Christmas lyrics, but it's all kind of sad Christmas lyrics. Yeah. So we were arguing on Christmas Day about which film to put on. 
you know, is that an interesting topic? <laughs> I just find this album deeply... Why did they write this? Like, it seems just so... I, I'm, I'm amazed that this exists. I think it's quite nice. <laughs> it seems so... I don't know what it is about it. it. Initially, I thought, is this a deeply sort of cynical thing that they've written and, and hope that it'll sell copies? And then you go, well, if they wanted to do that, would they just write upbeat Christmas songs that people want to listen to mm. at Christmas time? So therefore, you know, writing these indie, folky, kind of sad songs, maybe that's not then cynical. But then I've kind of gone back and gone, no, but what they're doing is they've gone, look, we've written a Christmas album, but you know, it's, it's not like your Christmas album yeah. that you normally hear. And I, I think there is a cynicism to this album. And, it, you know, the fact that it's kind of jammed full of covers and they've really written four songs for it, something does reek of, of just almost, like, laziness. It does very much fall into the category of a Christmas album for people who listen to BBC Six Music. Yes, it does. It and, is absolutely. And I don't mind that as a as a mild six music fan, uh, but I do understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just it left me colder than any album we've done on this that I can think of for quite a while. I mean, I think the worst thing we've done this season would have been that for me that childish Gambino album, but it didn't necessarily leave me cold because there was stuff going on I just didn't like the stuff that was going mm. on I just find this album so flat and yeah. it's just like a sort of it's not even like a, a rainy day it's just one of those grey days. I think I like it more for the fact that it's a little bit alternative and it's it's not the same Christmas songs that you hear in the shop all the time whilst, whilst still being festive and just being a little bit different to listen to but the thing is, is I don't find it festive at any point. Like, I don't listen to this album and go, yeah, do you know what? I really need that at Christmas time. At Christmas time, I really want to hear an argument about what film goes on. Right, but it's not, that's not really song. what the song's but the, about, but the, though, the, Yeah, no. <laughs> but, like, the thing is, if you're... I kind of go two ways about this. If you want to listen to a festive album, I feel like, well, why wouldn't you listen to something upbeat and festive that makes you feel good? I might not necessarily like a lot of that music, but, you know, fair play, it it gets you feeling like rocking around the Christmas tree will make people be like, yeah, it's Christmas time, I love Christmas, blah, 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 blah. Even, you know, something like Driving Home for Christmas, which on a surface level is kind of sadder, but it's nice. It's a sad book. It's a sad but you know, but he's driving home for Christmas. <laughs> um, so on the one hand, I kind of think, yeah, if you're going to listen to Christmas music, that's what you're going to go for, and I get that. And then so I go, well, what if I just wanted to listen to a sort of sad indie folk album? Mm-hmm. We've talked about music like that on this, and I oh, would just never oh, ever totally. pick this. Totally. So what under under what circumstances? Under what circumstance would I want to listen to this? I I do one hundred percent see where you come from. Like there is better Christmas music, and there is better indie music. Yes, like, but there this, might not there, necessarily there is, be a lot of. There's not a lot of crossover there. There's not a lot of there, cro- actually. This this is the crossover. Yeah, like the only like, album that exists that is like exactly. This. I don't know of any other albums that fall into this category. <laughs> so, but even in a genre of one, <laughs> I wouldn't pick this to listen to. Um, as you know, to kind of go in on some of this, so only you. Oh dear, no, that's one of the covers as well. I don't expect you to like any of the songs. To be fair, on and on pretty dull I think the album ends on a real downer I even sound bored 
talking about <laughs> this album. It's just so it's one of those ones that it's on, and I have to be like slap myself, be like Daniel, album. There's an album playing. Pay attention. I'm like, yeah. oh, sorry, I was thinking about Slipknot or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about this. I just the whole thing just kind of sat down on one level, and I think there was some quite nice vocal deliveries. I do actually think that um, as the snowflakes fall was decent. Um, it's pretty much it. I, I, there well, wasn't right. any, any other moments that jumped out at me as being great. I do just find this whole thing to be, yeah, just kind of down on one on this really, really bleak, dull sort of level. And it's just <laughs> oh, and now it's snowing outside. <laughs> it's like oh god, I don't know. That this did nothing for me. Yeah, absolutely I mean, zero. Nothing me. about this album screams Daniel to me. <laughs> Well, nothing about this album screams anything at all. To it doesn't honest. scream, so it doesn't <laughs> scream Daniel. Therefore, it does not scream Daniel. So, your review, fair. Yeah. I'll take it. I, I'm still like it. I've been listening to it several times between now and Christmas, and I'm going to get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Yeah. All right. Um, the, I would give it a four out of ten. That's, I, I that's, think that's quite generous. Right? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is there isn't any stinkers on it. Like, yeah. there's nothing that I listen to and I'm like, oh, just get that off. That mm. is horrific. The way that, like, I don't know. Oh, we talked about, um, was it this season or last season we did Lizzo? Mm-hmm. And I thought there was some decent songs on there, but I thought there was some really, really bad songs. And that those songs really stood out and, and dragged the whole thing down. Yeah. There's nothing like that because there's nothing interesting on this album. You know, I actually would have liked a stinker. At least you could laugh at that. <laughs> um, so it just it just gets a sort of measly meager grey four out of ten grey four written yeah. in rain clouds <laughs> um, yeah kind of slightly smudged on the page yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I guess we'll listen to As the Snowflakes Fall because it's it's alright great that's good I quite like the song so yeah I'll gladly listen to it with you cool um, so we'll have As the Snowflakes Fall uh, this is Smith and Burrows from their only album um <laughs> And the only one in the genre that it lives in. Yeah. Uh, Funny looking angels. Enjoy, folks. And may this genre never be seen again. <laughs> Alright, that was As the Snowflakes Fall by Smith and Burroughs from their album Funny Looking Angels. Uh, if you fancy something a bit different this Christmas, why not uh, why not give it a bash? I didn't like it, but maybe you will. That's the whole that's the whole point, isn't it? It's literally the entire point. It's literally the whole point. Just the whole point is that you listen to a review of something that somebody hated and go, yeah, Can I'm going to go, go and listen to that now. <laughs> it could have been worse because NME yeah. gave this album half a star. Half a star? Yeah. Which actually made me think it was probably brilliant then because NME is a fucking rag. <laughs> it has terrible journalists that don't know anything about music. And that, that was confirmed to me when I read this extremely poorly written review about this album um, that I actually thought was deeply unfair and, and misguided and poorly researched and executed but uh, it ended up that I didn't really like it either but I think but you didn't give it half a star 1 out of 10 is uh, you gave it 2 out of 5 stars yes I did yeah, yeah. Um, and they yeah half a star would equate to 1 out of 10 which uh, you've just written that for a bit of attention and well done to you whatever idiot journalist you are <laughs> um, yeah I don't like the enemy Anyway, mate, I gave you uh, oh, I gave you a bloody b- masterpiece this week. It might wow. not be Christmassy, but wow. it's not Christmassy. 
yeah, you gave me Cult of Luna this week. Yes. In collaboration with Julie Christmas. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Um, which is where the festivities stop <laughs> on this album. Uh, unsurprisingly, you don't listen to any Christmas music of any kind. I didn't have an album to give you. I mean, Christmas metal exists. I will never go near it. There are metal covers of Jingle Bells, for instance. Yeah, no. Get that away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Not even in your favourite genre will you listen to Jingle Bells. I've listened to one rock Christmas song. Uh, Corey Taylor from Slipknot. Yep. Wrote a Christmas song called Xmas. Um, it's alright, I suppose. You would listen to uh, The Darkness, Don't Let the Bells End. Oh, that's quite, that's alright, yeah. But again, you know, you don't have a, it's not an album. I think it was part of a, like an EP though. Yeah. I think there was a couple of, couple more songs on there. Okay. Um, Hollywood anyway. Undead wrote a Christmas song. Oh, I'm sure they Called did. Christmas in Hollywood. And goes, is it dreadful? It's Christmas in Hollywood, Santa's back up in the hood. And That's it goes, just dreadful. <laughs> it I goes, don't need to know anymore. It goes, meet me under the mistletoe, let's fuck. <laughs> God. <laughs> I literally hate no band on this earth more than bloody Hollywood Undead. <laughs> and if you ever think about giving me another one of their albums to listen to for the record swap, I just won't listen to if it. If I had given you this week just that one song, how many times would you have listened to it? Zero times. <laughs> Literally zero times. I give that album zero out of ten. Yeah. It didn't I even could... register as music on no, your chat. It literally didn't. It went so so badly. I just I, and I gave it some time. I like think, a publication I... wouldn't even let you put zero, I don't think. No. Well, Probably not, but I would still want to do that. I wouldn't be even so kind as to give it half a star. And that would be very well-merited journalism. <laughs> <laughs> I can promise you that. Anywho, Cult of Luna and Julie Christmas. The album is called Mariner. Yes. Um, it is the seventh release from Cult of Luna, mm-hmm. who are a Swedish post-metal band. Yeah. Um, and Julie Christmas is an American vocalist of whom they were a fan mm. uh, and then they got to provide vocals for this record Yeah, um, all done remotely as well mm-hmm. Like they, ne- they were never in the studio together yeah. when they recorded this album um, I like a collaborative effort like that yeah. where it's a band's like seventh album and I'm sure that whatever I like called Luna so their seventh album regardless of who's involved I I think they're such a consistently brilliant band as well that it was always going to be very good but mm-hmm. I like that they went do you know what you've heard what what we do and we're going to throw something yeah different. Oh, it gives you something I, new to listen to I think more else into the mix. I don't know how much this happens in other genres it doesn't happen a lot in in a lot of in metal basically yeah. like, a full, like you get featured artists featured vocalists on songs but to write a full album like this, I hope that this album inspires more bands to do that. Cause yeah, I've seen it a couple of times um, yeah. on a couple of different albums. It does happen, yeah. But uh, Ken Creuso, Ken Creuso, for instance, a really good example. I do like it as well because, especially, one of the things that I think is done really well on this album is that they very much work together. Like the gel is there. Yes, they're vibing off each other. They're making some really cool music. Um, it's clearly a good collaboration. Yes. And having no knowledge of what Cult of Luna do otherwise, or what Julie Christmas has done otherwise, they sound like a band 
mm. and they sound like a unit yeah. as this album. Yeah, um, it's extremely impressive that they didn't share a, a studio space. No, I don't even think they'd met until halfway through the recording process, mm. which is really cool, and you would not know it listening to mm. it, not at all. Um, the album, like I said, it's called Mariner, uh, and as with all post metal, it seems it revolves around a theme. Um, like for instance with Pine it was Loss literally the title of the album Um, or um, with Tool it's Aliens and and Tool it's Eyeballs Pineal Glands things weird weird band (laughs) Um, (laughs) but this uh, is kind of like uh, Journey into the Unknown Exploration kind of spacey vibes kind of like deep sea diving vibes Um, which is quite nice because it was literally written across an ocean as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Which is quite a nice yeah. little yeah. bonus element to it. Um, musically, it's suitably synthy and expansive, like revolving around that theme, which we really, really, I really like. Uh, it's also probably the heaviest record that you've given me this season. Um, probably. Yeah, when it goes, it can be really heavy, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's definitely got the harshest vocal that I've had for a long time. Yes. Certainly from the vocalist of Cult of Luna, whose name I don't know, unfortunately. Um, and Julie Christmas from time to time as well will get involved in that. And when yeah. they're going together on that, it's really intense. They play off, yeah. Yeah, they do play off each other really well, which is amazing. Um, naturally, it's not my favourite of course, part of the film. <laughs> and when the harsh vocals get going, I do go a bit... Uh, just, just, I'm not... I'm not... at a place where I can enjoy that yeah. yet. I have a place where okay, continue. However, I do feel like I've become very acclimatized to it. So now that it doesn't make me go, oh fuck, like hey, this damn vocal line, why it's making everything worse to now just being like, okay, that now it's happening. Um, um are you at a place where you can sort of understand why they decide to scream instead of sing? Almost. In terms of adding an intensity that otherwise maybe wouldn't be there? Yes. Almost. Kind of. I get it as a thing, but I don't necessarily always think it's appropriate. Okay. Especially, again, the, the thing that I'll always come back to is when it overshadows the, the lyrical content. Right. When it's heavy enough to still be heavy, but light enough to still be like, intelligible. Yeah. I'm on board with it. Right. And I, I like. That I like rock music and that's a lot of what rock music can be like for instance we're big fans of the Marmosettes yes oh sorry not the Marmosettes as I always call them just Marmosettes Marmosettes uh, and was listening to them on the way up here there is some harsher vocal in there but you can always discern the lyrical content yeah I don't mind that in fact I quite enjoy it mm. when it's used sparingly um, but in situations like this with the vocals on this album it, you can't make out what they're saying no when they the yeah when they scream they scream yeah <laughs> but there is like starts and stops there's v- very audibly words there you just yeah. can't actually make out what they are which I will always come up against with metal music and not be a fan of <laughs> um, however I do love the moments on it the nice clean vocal from Julie Christmas mm-hmm. I think she's an amazing vocalist she is yeah I think she's got lovely quality to her voice she kind of is like somewhere between Becca from Marmosets yes. and Bjork. Um, she's got this almost like demonic 
evil yeah like it reminds me a little bit of Mercure as well yes yeah in like quite a big way um, those kind of like styles of vocals somewhere Julie Christmas is blended into yeah. those three um, and it's really really top quality mm. I must say uh, especially on the second track uh, Chevron which is probably the one we're going to listen to in a, a few minutes um, there's some really really nice stuff on there that I'm like I can get right on board with this it's really really well put together on top of that as well like underneath the kind of vocal elements of it you have like a very expansive like I said quite synthy a lot of like guitar effecty um, progressive post metalness going on underneath it which is yeah. actually really really done very well um, this is a very accomplished band and you can tell 100%. this is their seventh yeah. album it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a, a starting point it feels mm. like a um, like they've come on a journey to get to this point and now they are here and they're a love and life and they're just making loads of really cool stuff and yeah. doing a lot of interesting stuff with it they really know their stuff all the effects on it are really interesting to listen to and not at all they don't feel um, like formulaic or my worry with post metal having now listened to a fair bit of it this season in particular, this season in particular uh, but also like flashing back to audio noir and stuff like that as well is that it, it starts to fall into the same kind of sound for me like the genre I'm like mm, it's post metal it sounds like other post metal I've listened to whereas this doesn't it does sound suitably different to things like Pine and things like uh, Bosk which I've listened to before and thought I'm worried about this genre becoming samey yeah. but this is an exception to the rule which is good um, obviously I've still not listened to a lot of post metal a lot of post metal yeah. but I have listened to more this year than I ever have before yes. <laughs> um, it's just really well done you know you can like I said before you can tell you've got a couple of artists that are really working well together um, despite not being in the studio together literally just sending each other bits and stuff back and forth and working in two separate studios and it just really comes together really really well it's engaging it's quite transporting it's one of those albums that you can sit with your headphones on and just like shut your eyes and let it take you away somewhere yeah, it very much does that kind of in the same way that I felt about Pine um, which I really enjoy when music can do that yes um, it gives off the the, the effect of the, the journey into unknown vibe that they were clearly going for it's not a Christmas album it's not true to to the thematic development of the record swap however it's probably the best post metal album you have given me thus far yeah actually it is yeah it definitely it, it, is. it's it's definitely better than than the Pine album and the the Bosque album that we did many moons ago mm. I would, yeah, definitely agree with that. I was a bit like, oh, is it my favourite? It is. I'd say it might be my favourite album that we've done this season. Ooh. Um, but that's me forgetting what we've done this season yeah. so far. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure this is my, my favourite. And oh. it's actually probably the one I've listened to the least, um, mm. just with it being a busy week. And But yeah. every time I have gone to it, I've been like, I've really enjoyed this. Yeah. Um, and I will probably listen to it a couple more times. Wow. Yeah, Check probably. you. They've got other spectacular works as well yeah including an album this year that I have yet to listen to yeah I'm not ready to do a deep dive on them on their old content yet that's fine because Julie's not involved well that's it I mean yeah. Julie's a big part of it for me and 
is the part of the album that I enjoy the most. Yeah. I'd probably be more likely to go and listen, listen to, to Julie Christmas than I yeah. am to go and listen to Call of Luna, but we'll yeah. see. We, we shall see. see. It's, I'm going to drop a strong eight on this. Oh, lovely um, stuff. Yeah. Um, we're going to listen to a track now. The track's 10 minutes long. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but there are... Uh, the reason I didn't really go into like chatting about the tracks that much is because there aren't tracks. It's, yeah. It is a, it's a complete work and very much is the post-metal style. Um, although Pine had quite a lot of tracks on their album, discernible tracks. There were four yeah, sides to the more. album and like it felt more like there were four pieces there on was there. clear yeah like division after certain segments. exactly uh, whereas this is just five tracks that run into one another and yeah. they're more like chapters than yeah. tracks which I've said before about various progressive stuff we've done before uh, we're going to listen to Chevron which is technically the second track uh, it features some of my favourite vocals on it and it's just good and if you get to the end of this 8-10 to 10 minutes and think oh, that's good go and listen to another 45 40-ish minutes, minutes. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's good stuff guys it's a good record yeah big fan yeah well maybe not a big fan but I can appreciate it feeling festive so festive <laughs> and so are you guys about to this is going to make you want to just put your tree up yeah just deck your halls imagine putting your tree up to this It'd be a good time yeah I probably won't I'll probably put Bubbly on for that <sighs> yeah actually I, I definitely will put Bubbly on for that <laughs> guarantee you Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's have it. It's Chevron. Uh, this is Cult of Luna alongside Julie Christmas from the album Mariner. Enjoy, folks. Enjoy. That there was Chevron uh, from Cult of Luna and Julie Christmas's excellent collaboration, Mariner. Go and listen to it. Yes, yeah, um, great. If great you, album. if that in any way got you going. Uh, go and listen to the rest of it mm. it's pretty good it's very it's good pretty good uh, we are going to now chat about next week yeah and next week's it's a big one well the next two weeks are, are big ones pair of big ones um, I think we should just drop both categories right now yeah I mean you'll probably once we drop next week's category kind of see where the one where we're going, going with it yeah not going to be like a, and I think you'll love and I think you'll hate nope as we've discussed before not nope that again nope, nope. <laughs> Never, never again. That was Hollywood Undead, wasn't it? No, that was Black Tongue. Oh, it was Black Tongue. No, I thought you'd quite like Hollywood Undead. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, Hollywood Undead was Guilty Pleasure, which is a kind of similar category. Yeah. Except I'm so. not guilty about like a Black Tongue at all. They're fucking amazing. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, next week we are going to complete the, uh, the final episode of season two which was album of the year so far yes we're gonna do album of the year period period yeah 2019 and what i like is that our first ever episode was album of the year 2018 yeah that's very full circle we've been doing this for a whole year now yeah i've listened to 30 albums or will have will have yeah by the end of this that i would never have listened to otherwise and the same goes for me which is great yeah yeah and How so you have you listeners if you've been keeping Haven't up you? you've listened to 60 that you probably wouldn't have listened to otherwise mental mental eh so uh, with that in mind with that in mind uh, oh, it's, it's a big one mate it's a big album of the year yeah. I lo- music fans like a list I like a list and I'm flicking through people's lists just now top 20 of the year yeah. I'd put together my top 20 of the year in a rather painstaking exercise that because the problem isn't putting together picking your album of the year 
Mm. That's not a problem. I've usually got a pretty good idea. You've got like a few outliers that are exactly. like exactly. There's yeah. there's three or four usually that are stuck. Really, that it was between two this year. Um, last year was actually a little bit difficult. It's between about four. Um, but the problem is picking your number twenty, because that's the point where everything else gets left out. Yeah, that's one true. to nineteen, no problem. Why do you have to stop at twenty? That's just you know. You got to stop somewhere. I guess. You got to stop somewhere. Yeah, true. Um. So, album of the year, 2019. So, we should point, we did album of the year so far. I think we did mention before, It's we have had an album surpass both Baroness and The National. Yes. Which we did earlier. Yes. 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 Uh, yes, as, as have I. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you want to go first? Yeah, to sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop some honourable mentions in here as well. Absolutely. Because um, some bands nearly made it, uh, but didn't quite. They deserve a shout out because they, they do. in they your do. mind, probably still released a brilliant album. Uh, also, I'm just going to, at this stage as well, point out that the following week, the next category we're going to do mm-hmm. after Album of the Year is going to be Album of the Decade. Well, that was hard. Um, which actually wasn't hard for me either, and so happens to be an album that was released this year. Oh. So what? so my actual Album of the Year you're, your is... Second. is uh, so yes, so you're getting number two this week. And you're getting number one next week. I see. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. This year. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll go into that. We'll go into that but yes. at a later date. Um, honourable mentions go to Beirut. I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, honourable mention goes to... Goes to uh, Lucy Rose, who brought out a really nice album this year as well. We're talking uh, a bit of Loyal Corner. Album this year was really nice. The National, of course. Biffy Clyro also getting up in there. Oh, yeah. um, Banks, big album this year. Anna Calvi. There was a lot of good stuff this year, guys. Wow. Really a lot Listen of good stuff. Really Sam Fender. Nice. Sam Fender brought his album this year. Heard big fan. Baffing on about this chap. Japanese House, who I'm going to see in a couple of weeks' time. Tip top notch album. Elbow go up there as well, um, obviously. You know I love Elbow. Rex Orange County, King Princess. I would actually put against me in top albums of the year. Um, which was one that you gave me. That would come out this year. Did it? Well, top albums of, of this year for me. Oh, that you've heard. That oh, I've heard. Oh, wait, no, all of these names no, 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 no. you're dropping. All of these names that I'm dropping, to be fair, are 2019 albums. Right, okay. <laughs> because I only discovered against me this year. I, I would go in there anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, lots of really good stuff this year. Uh, but two albums that did step up and above to to take my top spots. Um, I saw album of the year for you this week will be an album that I know that you're gonna love. All right. And you should have listened to by now already. Oh really? Yes. Oh, I think I know what this is. Yes, yeah, this is part two of everything not saved oh, will be lost that's totally not what I thought you were going to oh, say oh what do you think I was going to say well I might say it because I think it might be next <laughs> <time>. <laughs> yeah, um, part 2 of everything not saved will be lost by Foles oh who brought out both albums this year a part 1 and now part 2 which came out just maybe a couple of months ago I think again yeah. in October we have had a request to do part 2 I know we have and I said we will see if we can fit it in. And here, here we are here it fitting goes. it in. I've actually not listened to it a lot since it was released, but just over the past couple of weeks mm. have been like fully getting involved in it. And my word is it good. Is this the first time 
on the record swap that we will be about to review an album that we're both kind of familiar with the band and it's almost like we're it's the first time we've gone back to the same artist again it's the first time we've gone back to the same artist again is it the first time that you know I'm going to like this and I'm going to like this yeah I think it probably is yeah yeah. because there's always just an area of you, you can make a pretty educated guess yeah I mean if you liked literally part one of this album <laughs> to not to then turn around next to you and be like oh, don't like this mate it would yeah. be pretty weird yeah. I have heard bits of it and I don't think that's going to be a problem yeah oh um, my goodness right. there's just some utter glorious belters on it and you're just going <laughs> to love it lovely stuff so Fools Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost part two is Ethan's number two number two album of album the year album of the year yeah but his actual album of the year and subsequently album of the decade will be discussed next week. We'll be discussed next week. Well, week after next, but yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll give some honourable uh, honorable mentions. I actually have my top 20 in front of me and Foles are in it. Oh, yeah. Um, sitting at number 10. Number 10? Yeah. Very good. Just That's a respectable... Those... I wonder if part two might knock your, your 20 out then. Mm, maybe. maybe. Um, Want to always shout out Employed to Serve for bringing out uh, the wonderful Eternal Forward Motion earlier this year which I was just yelling at everyone that I know to go and listen to um, sorry about that um, uh, do you know I had a very recent album pop up uh, Blood Incantation's new album is uh, <laughs> fucking brilliant new Frank Carter's great new Knocked Loose is great uh, new Straight From The Path always brilliant um, The Menzingers who we've discussed before yeah I didn't love them did I? No, you didn't. Uh, go, after the party, was yeah. That, wasn't it? Yeah. Go and start that at me. You yeah. were obviously wrong. Is it? Yeah. They they brought out an album called Hello Exile this year, which is excellent. Actually, clawed right up to number six in mine. What? Um, we've already shouted out Baroness with their album Golden yep. Grey, but worth doing again because yep. that I album that. It, that has stayed in my top four. It is a oh, it's a brilliant album. Mm. I love Baroness. Uh, While she sleeps with their worst album of their career, which still managed to get in at. Uh, <laughs> Still managed to get to my top five um, with their album So What. But it was a knife fight between two albums. And my, if I was to put together my favourite bands of all time, this is my favourite band of all time going up against my probably third favourite band of all time. Is this Slipknot's latest album? Yep. And and I don't know the other one. Two. Oh, two. Oh, yeah. God. Um, no, not till again. <laughs> so it could have been uh, after 13 years of waiting, it could very easily have gone to Fear Inoculum by Tool, mm-hmm. uh, the quite glorious comeback album from one of the best bands to ever play instruments. <laughs> but sadly, the best band to ever play instruments actually did release an album this year yeah. and uh, I was nearly in tears at how much of a triumphant return to form. Wow. I didn't think they had this album in them. Wow. But out of fucking nowhere, <laughs> Slipknot came back this year with their absolutely tremendous We Are Not Your Kind. Okay. And that is my 2019 album of the year that I would love if you went and listened to me. I'm, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have really. to go and listen to it. And, and I, I, it's Slipknot we've done before. Slipknot we have done before as well. Not on this iteration of the record swap. No, we have. I, you made me listen to Volume 3, yes, the Subliminal Verses before, and I actually didn't mind it. That is the last, before this, properly brilliant Slipknot album. 
Is this their sixth? This is their album? sixth album. Yeah. Good. Well, I would much rather listen to Slipknot than Tool, so. All right. I'm grateful for that. I would much rather listen to Slipknot than anyone, so <laughs> I'm grateful for that as well. So it's over there on vinyl. Oh, I can see it. Oh, it looks creepy, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I fully expected that to be the case. Yeah. Uh, Yaldi, great. So we've got we're going back to two artists that yeah. we've both already listened but to. But you know, before. it's it's album of the year. What what are you gonna do about it? It's very true. It's very true. Um, I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna save that. Uh, for next week okay <laughs> uh, what if well no I'll just say it now what if hypothetically an album of the year or an album of the the decade was something that I knew for a fact or we knew for a fact that one another had already listened to oh fine we just gotta go for it yeah cool because I'm pretty sure that's what you're getting next week anyway yeah I think we both might be getting albums that we know next week let's talk about that next week yes let's talk about that next week cool uh, Slipknot and Foles get them listened to for next week go and listen to some Smith and Burrows go and listen to some Cult of Luna and Julie Christmas mm-hmm. um, and yeah we'll see you next week for a big one hopefully positive high scores I know lots of bikes flying all over the place uh, album of the year 2019 is next week nice I'm excited yeah me too let's do it yeah if you want to engage with us on social media we'd love that um, we're on Instagram and that's basically it um, no one we no are one, elsewhere no, but don't bother don't bother tweeting me because I'll only not reply uh. um, but yeah give us some love um, <laughs> that, try to make out that we're like we get we just get so many tweets we can't respond to yeah everyone yeah else. literally can't you know I'd love to be able to respond to everyone but I know that you guys know that we both have busy lives and yeah. we just simply can't engage with our content on Every that level one of our um, as much as we'd love to so if you look under your chairs right now you'll find there's tickets to the breakfast swap live we're coming to, no it's not happening. imagine that imagine we did that that we're never going to be that popular I mean, <laughs> If we had left tickets under your chair, that would be creepy. But imagine we did record swap live. That'd be well good. Nah, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd just be us and our five listeners. Yeah. Be a right laugh. Would it? Get a few beers in. <laughs> anyway, that's not actually happening today. Um, but thanks for listening for this week and for all of the previous weeks as well. Yes. We're coming at you with our albums of the year next week. We're coming at our, you with our albums of the decade the week following that. Two really big weeks. We'll catch you there. But we'll sign off for now. Goodbye. Bye everyone. I got no rules, I count them.